Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 62, Realizing That Mental Health is Built Into Our Design with Julianne Shazad. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Changeable. I'm back to you with a a guest, with a friend. Um, I think the last few episodes have been just me flying solo. So um, yeah, nice, nice time to change it up a little bit. So in this episode, I have my colleague and friend, Julianne Shazat. And it's interesting. In the first uh, in the first minute or two, maybe of our conversation, I don't know, early on, she she just said something so simple. You'll hear it in a minute. <laughs> she says, mental health is designed into us. And she just said it. She didn't say it as a statement. Obviously, that's what I talk about here on Changeable. That isn't news, right? You all know that as a fact. But something in the way that she even just said that when we first started recording this conversation, oh, when I realized that mental health is designed into us, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. And it's so funny how that happens, you know, how we, we hear things that we already know, but we hear them new. And so listening back to this conversation with Julie, that that one statement felt like the overarching theme and just something that really kind of um, stuck with me. And our whole conversation did, to be honest. And again, it it's just so funny because it's not like um, content-wise, there was anything completely out of the ordinary, not at all. And there isn't in anything I ever say. I mean, content-wise, I think I talk about, and my colleagues and I talk about, kind of the same stuff. But I don't know, after this conversation with Julie, I I just, I just sort of felt something, something in the way that she shared her experience and her story. And, and she has just a very calm, grounded, certain way of, of talking about what she's seen. So um, I'm really excited for you to hear from her. And yeah, I hope this, this episode does something for you too. Hey, Julie, thanks so much for being unchangeable. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I have too. Um, I know you're really passionate about mental health and paradigm shifts and kind of how we, you know, how you and I talk about mental health as opposed to how a lot of the world does. So I'd love to kind of just just look at that and um, maybe just start by telling us a little bit about like how you got passionate about this. Yeah, I think the um, reason I'm so passionate about it is because I didn't experience myself as mentally healthy when I was a kid. And that was a really challenging experience to have because it made me feel so separate from the people that were around me. It felt like I was kind of on my own and everyone else had either been born with or discovered like the mental health game. And I was somehow outside of that. And it's not even like I would have articulated it that way, but um, that was kind of like the essence of how I was feeling. And so I went on a very long journey of searching for it in different ways, even if I wouldn't have called it that. 
And then when I came um, into understanding that mental health was designed into us, that really changed the way I saw myself and it changed the way I experienced myself and life and others. And that was such a profound shift for me that um, kind of all the work I had done up until that point, you know, working with students or working with coaching clients, it kind of like shifted the way I was doing that work and just made me really passionate about helping as many people as I could in understanding that for themselves. Yeah, that's huge. So, um, so what, what made you think as a kid that you didn't have what everyone else had? I had a lot of emotions and I, you know, experienced some challenging things early on that I couldn't really make sense of on my own. And so for me, it looked like there was something different about me that was not the same as everyone else. And so, you know, a lot of my emotions would come to the surface and it was hard for probably my family to even understand what, what was going on. And that just kind of made it look like, well, there must be something wrong then. Like if people can't understand how I'm feeling, then there must be something wrong with the way that I'm made or the way that I'm designed. Um, So that was as far as I got with it then. (laughs) (laughs) And then you mentioned that you spent spent a lot of years, uh, a couple decades, <laughs> kind of trying to write that, right? Trying to fix it. So like, yeah. what did you, what, what was improved in that time? Like what, what, did, what did you see and what got better in that time? Um, some of the things I saw, like, it's kind of, even when I reflect back, it's kind of unexpected where I saw what I saw. Because one of the first things that happened was I was, probably about 20 and I moved out West with my friends. So I moved from New Jersey to Arizona, which was a pretty big difference. And I shared something that I'd been kind of holding as like this deep secret with a friend and something about sharing it and her not having the reaction to me that I was having to myself was the start of me experiencing a lot more mental health than I had been. And it was just simply in talking with a friend who hadn't studied anything. So I just always love when I see those examples that it wasn't in the searching. It it just happened naturally. Yeah. And then after that, um, you know, I just kind of went about going through life and kind of learning by watching other people and realizing Um, I could be more at ease in my circumstances. Like I had one friend who was like really comfortable and just being around other people. And so just kind of through osmosis almost, I started to get less uh, socially anxious just by kind of watching and learning. Um, And so I'd say those are two of my earliest examples of how I felt much healthier. And the only thing that had changed was I just had like kind of a natural understanding happen. Yeah, um, just by being in life. I love that. And we don't talk about those enough. You know, I think we probably don't even recognize them or we kind of dismiss them. And of course, now you and me talking about what we talk about and studying all this, we, we have the eyes to see it now. But it's like, that's exactly how so much growth and maturity and insights ha- and just so randomly, not when we're doing anything. Right. Like life just teaches you. Yeah, and it was unexpected. It was... It wasn't like I was even really specifically looking for it. It just kind of happened by being in life and saying yes to life. Like when my friends asked me to move to Arizona, I had no idea that those things would occur, but they really definitely came 
almost immediately after I moved. So there was something in me propelling me in that direction. And I just didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so when did you kind of, when in that sort of timeline, did you kind of come to see or have, I guess, like this, this deeper knowledge that you have now, this deeper understanding now about the, how mental health is built into us. Like you, you saw some helpful things along the way as we do through life, right? So your life kind of got better. You, you started feeling better and more and more comfortable in life. But, um, but you didn't right away kind of see that you were mentally healthy. Maybe you just weren't thinking about it much at that time. Yeah, I definitely, um, I was teaching shortly thereafter and I did experience a lot of health in that experience that I often actually use as a reference point for what happens when my mind is free and clear. Cause I, I don't know something about being with students that just happens naturally for me in that scenario. Um, but there were also things professionally where, um, I was trying to have all the answers. And so I would get really kind of caught up and um, I would struggle a lot in that way. And so I didn't, I wouldn't have known to think whether I had mental health or not. I just knew sometimes I'm feeling at ease and sometimes I'm feeling really um, like I'm struggling a lot. Um, And so during that time, I was reading a lot more books that I thought would give me answers. So I wasn't seeing that it was naturally happening. I had no idea that it was naturally happening. I thought that I had to kind of search it out or find it in some way um, and change something about myself to make it happen. That's what it looks like to me at that time. Which is interesting because you were teaching kids at the time. And as you've said before we started this conversation, that um, that you always saw their health and you always saw their potential. And that's how it works a lot, right? As we see it in other people and sometimes very easily in children, more easily than in adults. But um, it's just, again, it, it just is so funny how before we kind of know that it's a, a thing and, and a thing we can rely upon, like a a principle or a whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's a universal. It's like mm-hmm. we're, we have mental health built into us. Before we know that, we're bombarded with evidence and we see it occasionally and then miss it a lot <laughs> and usually miss it when it's in us. Oh, yeah. I definitely saw it in kids. And I think like my first example of it actually was my grandmother and my aunts. When they were around me, they were so present and so loving that I could tell they were seeing something in me that felt good. And so then when I was around other kids, that just made sense to me. Oh, just be present, just be open, just be loving. And that was like really, really easy. But when it came to myself, I already had so much thinking going on that it was just much harder to see that when it came to me. Yeah. So what do you, what do you mean? Like, how would you say it if somebody's listening and saying, "What do you mean we have mental health built in? Like, it's it's in there." Well, I don't see it either. Where is it? <laughs> where is it? I love that. <laughs> where I don't know it? where it is. Prove it to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what I saw the most clearly was I didn't understand that everyone has experiences of being free and clear and everyone has experiences of not being free and clear. That alone was a big deal. I honestly didn't know that. Looking back, it seems obvious, but that was like a foundational understanding that once I saw it, it stopped looking like a Julie thing and started looking more like, oh, this is 
what humans are just experiencing and it's okay that they're experiencing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That was super helpful because it really did look like it was just me. And it's so funny and I don't like mean to pick on you because me too and everybody listening, but like, how did we miss that? Do you know what I mean? No. I mean, what you just said is like, we have moods and emotions and highs and lows and, and, and me too. We don't realize, oh, that's supposed to be happening. Like that literally cannot not happen for any human. It's happening all the time for all of us and it's totally normal. Yet, in our minds, we just find so many ways to, so many exceptions and so many loopholes to think it's not normal and it's just crazy. Yeah. I remember the first time somebody said to me, I don't know exactly their words, but the, the, the sense of what I was hearing was you're, we're experiencing thought moving through us in the moment, right? And I was like, really listening, like with nothing on my mind. I was just as open as I could possibly be to see if I could really see what was being said to me. And I swear, Amy, like what came forward was the most profound thing I think I could have realized, which was before then, I really thought I was an anxious person. And then when that was being said, I was like, oh my God, I'm not an anxious person. I've been experiencing thoughts that feel anxious. Yeah. And people had said that and pointed to it, but there was something in that moment where made it very real, very practical and like gravity. Like it wasn't going to change. This is literally just how it's been and how it's always going to be that we're experiencing it. Not that we are it. Yeah. Even when I forget. (laughs) Yes. I love that because there was a similar thing. And again, the words don't matter, but there was a similar thing that helped it really land for me too. And and it was the phrase moment to moment. Mm -hmm. I don't expect that to do anything for anyone else necessarily, but it was so just, just how you just said that we experience thought moving through us. I heard that deeply heard that too. Like you feel the thinking that's moving through you moment to moment. I always say it like that when I'm talking with moment to moment to moment, because there's something in that that's like, oh, literally moment to moment. There is no me there. I can't even be anxious if I want to be. I can be experiencing it, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Such such space and like freedom in that. I love that. Yeah. It was the first, like, like I'm obviously I've experienced freedom before that, but I just remember so viscerally how much freedom I got when I really saw it in that way. And it didn't look like it was sometimes like that was also the piece that was like, oh, it just is this way. I remember thinking, oh, this is like understanding the universe 501. Like it's a, it's a deeper understanding than I've had before. Yeah. So, so from there, what, did you just start to see it all over the place? Like, like now you had kind of a framework for it to recognize it in students and in yourself and all over. Yeah, I definitely saw it happening. I was like, oh, there like I would be watching someone get really caught up in, in thoughts that didn't feel good to them. And I would like, oh, that's what's happening right now. Or I would see it in myself. I would see my thoughts start to kind of swirl and get, um, like I'm a very visual person. So I would like literally almost see like little tornadoes or, you know, I would just see like things swirling. And then I would see that if I just left it alone, it kind of went on its own. Um, and that was also a very big revelation. It's like somebody could have told me that, but I had to see it for myself. And once I saw it, I was like, 
enough times, that's when I was like, oh, this actually is how it's working. Yeah. And that makes you such a good coach, teacher, whatever you're, whatever you do, because it's like, uh, that to see that tornado going, to see anyone in anything, it's almost like the content and the words and the specifics of their worry. Not that you're not compassionate to it, but you almost don't even hear it because you just see, oh, it's the tornado. It's like the the details are like just details, you know? And again, a human to human, of course, you talk about details and you're compassionate to what's going on. But I can sense that in like what you're saying too. It's like just seeing how it's working and that it always has been that way and always will. It just, yeah, it's amazing. It just makes you so, so different in kind of how you are with people and how you see people. Yeah, and I actually think it gives me even more compassion than I probably had before, to be honest, because I, the simpler I see it, the more compassion I feel for myself when it's happening. And it's easier for me to feel compassion for someone else when it looks real and it feels real. Um, but I can also see that it's going to pass and I'll get more perspective or they'll get more perspective. Like it's, I don't even know how to describe why that's happened, but I just feel my compassion more of the time than I did before. Yeah. So how do you feel about, um, about like a paradigm shift in this area? I mean, is it, and, and um, it might change day to day because it does for me. So yeah. I know it's something that you two are really passionate about. So is this something you in general kind of see happening and feel really hopeful about? Does it seem like a big job? Like, yeah, how does it look? I think sometimes, I mean, in some ways, because I did struggle so much and then, um, have such a shift in my experience in what felt like a very easy, effortless way, because all that happened was I just understood more than before. Um, that makes me really hopeful. Like, I kind of feel like, well, if I can see it, then pretty much anyone can see it. Yeah. And then the other part that feels sometimes a little bit more challenging is that I just and this is just my experience, but to me, it looks like in society, could be schools, could be, you know, just anything that we do um, as a group of people, that a lot of times people are looking for the answers outside as if something outside is going to make the change or make the difference. And so I just noticed that in those circumstances, it can at times feel difficult. Maybe it's not, maybe I'm just feeling that way, but can feel difficult to point enough people in this other direction so that they actually look and, you know, see something valuable for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that too. And it's interesting because I think when I think about politics or things happening in the world or whatever, and you see that they appear to be looking in a totally different direction. Um, it, fe- it can feel very overwhelming, but I don't know. It's, it is interesting. It's like, I wonder how much that even really matters, you know? Cause then, cause then we can look and say, yeah, but just like exactly like you said, you said it perfectly. It's like, well, you and I didn't do anything special. We came across something and heard something in it and look at how much has changed for us. And then it's already been this ripple effect to just the relatively small number of people you and I talk to and have since we've learned this, you know? So 
it, it does feel like it can feel so daunting and overwhelming and kind of hopeless at times. But then I always just wonder, I wonder if that's just how, like we're just looking in the wrong place in those moments, you know, yeah. like, cause we're not going to go impact a country. We're going to impact some people and then they're yeah. going to impact some people. Well, and then even like recently, this is going to be um, maybe a silly example, but to me, it was so profound. I was watching America's Got Talent and there was this young, she's probably, let's say like 13 years old. I don't remember exactly, but she's 13 and she's singing these songs that she wrote. And one of the songs that she performed recently was about um, how like chasing more in life does not necessarily make you happy. And it was like a very profound message, very simple, just pointing to this deeper truth. And I was like, oh, is anyone going to really respond? And all four judges were on their feet. And I could feel people responding to the truth in such a big way. I mean, it was like over the top way that that made me realize, you know, we have no idea where inspiration will hit us or how it's going to impact people, but that's not really on us. And so I think I realized that when it's, when I see that it's not on me, then it doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look hard. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's just, I think we're just so used to looking big, like looking out big, you know, and that's, there's, there's good in that, but it's also like, we have to notice where our feelings go when that happens, you know, like, like the America's Got Talent thing just reminded me of just right before we started talking, a woman in the school um, on the forum and she's saying, oh, I'm, how do you deal with people who don't see it the, you know, the way that you see it because she's on this committee and they're all bickering about silly stuff. And, you know, she's like, it'll dawn on me to just say, hey, let's just take a step back and, and look at this from common sense. And then she said, but no one's going to understand that. So what do you do? <laughs> and it's funny because I'm like, exactly like the judges or I'm like, well, what do you mean no one's going to understand that? It, on the one hand, I totally get what she's saying because yeah. I used to feel that way too. And I, I still do sometimes where it's like, oh, we can't change the world. Look at how crazy they all are. But on the other hand, like, no, people do understand that. Yes. So, and we have this way, our minds have this way of shortchanging that or just fearing it. So I think in so many ways, it's so much simpler than we get ourselves caught up thinking it is. Definitely. And especially because when I did recognize for adults, like I said, I really kind of always had this with kids naturally that everyone has wisdom in them and they can recognize truth when they hear it. Um, But then you see examples of it happening either in conversations or like I saw in America's Got Talent. And that's what makes me really like Uh, remember how simple it actually is because it's designed into everything because it's a part of this deeper intelligence that we have access to. And I love remembering that because it definitely does make it feel more fun, more accessible and like a conversation that people will totally get, you know, especially when you do take that step back and see how it's going to make sense to approach the conversation in schools or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just said fun. And I think that's such a piece of this too, because I think of, you know, again, doing something huge that's going to reach a lot of people. And, and especially when it's like at a societal level, it feels like you have to have your credentials in place and get serious, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, then it just feel, again, it's like, it just feels like an uphill battle. But 
But no, there's so many movements that start. I mean, just that 13-year-old writing a song, she's kind of started a movement by showing up on TV and like just singing something, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I always, it's so helpful, I think, to just keep it where it feels nice and where it's light and fun and amazing to see what can change from that place even. Yeah. And I shared this with you a little bit before we uh, started recording, but when I was working in schools and I would see that kids really had this potential and health just naturally, um, literally just me seeing that seemed to bring it out into the room, into us as a, as a group. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time asking the students like, do you guys want to have a, have a class where we all feel safe and we all feel good together? And it was unanimous. It was a unanimous yes. And to me, that is that easy wisdom coming forward. You know, it's like, I didn't have to reach for that or teach that to them. They just understood that naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the little ways that we can, again, build on what's already present, what's already coming to life, but maybe with a, with a little bit of, um, helping people see this is built in. Cause you also yeah. mentioned before how, or maybe, maybe as we were talking about your aunt and your, like how they were just so present with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they were just present with you and you felt amazing about yourself and you felt mentally healthy. I think there's so much in that, so much in just being that presence and that love for someone and it, and it does, it absolutely brings it out in everyone else. And then to be able to take that extra step and just tell a classroom or a kid or anybody, yeah, by the way, this is you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this too. Like, this is who you are and you're going to feel all kinds of other stuff, but this yeah. is your health right here. Yeah. And even seeing it as like a home base, like that was also a part of that insight for me when I saw, oh, sometimes I am going to feel destabilized or not clear or not good. I will feel those ways sometimes, but even in that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm always going to come back to this home base. And again, I had to look for myself because it wasn't enough for someone to tell me that I didn't even really understand what they were saying. Yeah. But the more I looked, the more I saw that is what was happening. It's what's always been happening. I just didn't, like you've said many times, I just didn't have eyes for it before I understood it in that way. Yeah. That's maybe the simplest thing. I love that. Uh, just the whole idea of, yeah, we just, we bounce right back there. We're going to mm-hmm. bounce around and feel all kinds of stuff. But there's like that magnet, that force that just pulls us back to health and home base. Yeah. Oh, that can't be hard, Julie. That can't be hard to sh- tell everyone. That's <laughs> <laughs> so simple, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Well, I remember hearing one time, um, you know, somebody was talking and they had such a good feeling about them. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, it really is this simple. And I just forget that it's simple. Mm-hmm. And then I remember. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I love this conversation. And yeah, I, I love, love being reminded how simple it is because it really is. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed talking with you about it. The Little School of Big Change Fall 2019 course is open like right now, today. 
September 23rd, 2019. This is the first day of school. This is such an exciting day. New students are in there already. They're sharing, they're getting to know each other. They're getting support on our private forum. And the first few lessons in the core curriculum are open for them to view. So they're watching the lessons and commenting and sharing about them and you can join them. So if you're ready to join us in the school for the fall 2019 course, we would love to meet you. I can't wait to see you inside and to get to know you over the next six weeks and and to really deeply share this understanding in a way that this podcast just can't possibly do because we will be in mutual conversation, mutual exploration, and you can't even imagine what comes of that. So Go to the littleschoolofbigchange.com to enroll today. And listen, if this is on your radar at all, don't wait because enrollment for this fall course is only open until this Thursday, September 26th at midnight Eastern time. So you have to make sure to enroll by then. Otherwise, you have to wait till the March course. And although the March course is going to be amazing as well, because they all are, why would you want to wait six months for the change and the freedom and everything that comes from seeing more about this understanding. So please enroll, make sure you do it before Thursday, but come in today. We're open, we're in there chatting it up, starting to see things and having insights already. And I can't wait to see you. I would love to have you in class.